Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at Super Talk FM or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We we'll thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive through at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would, well, you know, maybe it wouldn't be too weird, Robbie. Maybe it wouldn't be too weird if Brupolo was in my hometown of Vicksburg, Mississippi. Yes, while you wear your St. Aloysius. I don't know. I got shirt. this just yesterday. What do you think? Really? Yeah. It, it kind of looks uh kind of looks old school. I like it. What's the point? It's supposed to, it's got that little weathered look there. I promise you, nothing that I wore in high school would come close to fitting me today. So don't worry about that. <laughs> well, wherever you I, are, I would, our... I would love to see you whenever you did that alumni game. I would love you, I would love to see you try to fit in those pads and jersey again. Well, I mean, if they had the right size for no, me no, no, now, that sure. size. but if, that if we're size. talking about what i wore in 1993 no that's not that's not gonna work anyway <laughs> wherever you are in our great state if you're looking for strange brew coffee all you got to do is go to the website strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and have it shipped directly to your door whatever kind of coffee machine is sitting on your front counter you got you taken care of at strange brew coffee house and i would be remiss, remiss. not to mention that Vicksburg has several good eating places. Well, yeah. Number and, one. And just fun things to do. Number one, Edna Haydad's house. Best place to eat in town. <laughs> They'll take care I've of got, I've got to go. Uh, College Corners, that's somewhere else you need to go. It's College Corner and collegecornerstore.com because you're looking for maroon and white merchandise. Well, that's the place to get it. The biggest and best selection in central Mississippi Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet, Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Humble Taco. It's Wing Wednesday over at Humble Taco. Go get some of those awesome Mexican smoked wings. Again, when they talk about Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, the Mexican smoked wings are the epitome of that. You know, it's, they've taken something that's very Southern and they've just spun it up a little bit and put that Mexican twist on there. That's what you're getting when you go to Humble Taco. Great food, great service, great people over there on University Drive, and a great patio. I mean, like, supposed to be like in the 80s, maybe down in the 60s in the evening the rest of this week? Take advantage of that. Head over to Humble Taco. Firehouse Subs, that's probably the place you need to head for lunch. Download the free Firehouse Subs app for your mobile device. Nobody says that anymore. Nobody says mobile device anymore. It's always your phone. Spring. Yeah, who does that? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, get that free app, and then boom, place your order online. It's ready within minutes, and you can eat a delicious Firehouse Sub for lunch, and your next Firehouse Sub might be on the house with all the uh, reward points you'll be piling up. Locations in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flowood and Madison, that's Firehouse Subs. It's Robin's Day, Robbie Falk. Yay. That you're excited. I'm excited. I'm always excited to be on this show with you, Brian. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to go with that. I'm not going to question it. Let's just, let's just thank you. I appreciate it. Let's dump right in. Dump right in. Let's jump right in to Donnie Caffey's question. Mississippi State football has an incredible year, ending 10 and 2. Would you rather the two losses be Alabama and Kentucky or Georgia and Ole Miss? Oh, this is easy. It's very Bama, Bama and Kentucky. Yeah. So you've already marked, you've already put you've already put Bama down as a loss. Right. And Kentucky is on the road, so it wouldn't be shocking to lose that game. Right. If you're gonna tell me that that you can beat Georgia and mm-hmm. Ole Miss in the same year and win ten games the regular season, Beg it. sign me up. Yeah. Th- 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 this is basically the question of would you rather beat Alabama or Ole Miss? But 
it, sometimes that's a real question, right? Because, I mean, beating Alabama does a lot for your program. It makes yeah. you look good nationally. But in this instance, I've got the win over Georgia to sort of take that role of beating Alabama, and I get the Egg Bowl trophy back. Plus, you're beating Texas A&M, Arkansas, LSU, Auburn. That's a fantastic year. But it, think, think about the pain, Robbie, of being 10-1. and one. You've beaten Alabama. So that means you're probably – all you've got to do is win the Egg Bowl and you're going to the SEC championship game and you're going to the college ball playoff, and then you lose to Ole Miss to finish 10-2. and two. You know, I feel like that's more realistic. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, we've seen it happen. Like, so. Mississippi State beats Alabama, wins 10 mm-hmm. games, but they lost to Georgia and Ole Miss yeah. to tell in. They, were ten, they, they would have been – They've been undefeated going eight, into that Georgia game. Eight and they would have been no, they would have been nine and zero playing Georgia at home, and then Probably, they lose two of their final. It would have been a repeat of twenty fourteen. Well, they might have been number two or number one in the country. They would have been number one, no doubt. And, and nine and zero with wins. You beat over, Alabama on the road. You've at that point, you've beaten LSU, Texas A and M, Arkansas, Alabama, and Kentucky. You're number one in the nation. If Georgia's not number one, you're number one. You're probably number number one, and Georgia's number two in the playoff bowl. Then you lose to Georgia, and everybody's like, it doesn't matter. It's okay. They'll get a rematch with them in the SEC championship game, and then you lose to Ole Miss to finish that up. And then Ooh. you don't go to the SEC championship game. You go to the, the Peach Bowl to play, you know, who's the best group of five team this year, Cincinnati? No. Come on. That's a, that is absolutely a repeat of – 2014. Yeah, 100%. Georgia, Georgia would be Alabama in that mm-hmm. sense, and then Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm not taking that. Give me the give me the uh, losses to Alabama and Kentucky. Finish the year on a four game winning streak and get the yeah. Egg Bowl trophy back. Much better option. You're, you're going to the Sugar Bowl or some yeah. place like that. Exactly. Yeah. All right. My buddy Brian McDuff said on the past Thunder and Lightning, Robbie, you said you wanted to justify and paused. I immediately thought ripping someone's head off. <laughs> is there a word or phrase that you hear and immediately respond with a pop culture reference? Plenty of them. It's just one of those days. Yeah, I mean, just the other day I was sitting there, and I don't know if Borky did it on purpose, but he talked about being, I forget exactly the terminology, but he was like, it's a Triple H. <clears throat> and luckily I had my trusty water bottle right here next to me so that I could spit in the air. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other ones here like, I hear chaos. I talk about being an agent of chaos. You mentioned something yesterday, and I you were in the middle of a conversation, so I couldn't jump in and say it. Uh huh. But it was something like a phrase from a song or something. It's like that all the time for me. Yeah. If I hear something specific, like a specific phrase, mm-hmm. I go into singing like a certain song. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's definitely not the only time. Yeah, happens all the time. I, by the way, I. I've watched two documentaries now on that Woodstock 99 mm-hmm. when like Limp Biscuit like set the place on fire basically by, by doing break stuff. Right. And like the crowd started moshing. They started encouraging people to like punch each other and stuff. Yeah. And that, that began like the complete downfall of what Woodstock 99 was. If you haven't seen that, you need to go watch either or, or both of the Netflix HBO documentaries on Woodstock '99. It is, it's just insane. Yeah, what happened at that thing? It. Yeah, I agree. It was a total disaster. Yes, hundred percent. Having said that, the bands there were incredible. That yeah, was the great. Show. It should have been a great show, but you know, uh, Brogan Fairchild. Do you think it's possible women's basketball have about as many at, people at their first home game as the men? I think the men's first home game with the new head coach gets a decent crowd. Just depends when it is, though. What they should do is what they did with Ben Howland and do a doubleheader. They should do a doubleheader. The women play first and the men play. I mean, you'd have a it'd sell out. Do it on a Friday night before a football game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what the schedules are like, but I mean, that's what I would do. I, well, I mean, you've got back to back November 12th and November 19th, right? That's Georgia and East Tennessee State. Yeah. So your first the, – the, I don't know when the college basketball season starts, but that's usually around that time, right? So you've got, you've got three home games in November. You've got Auburn, Georgia, and East Tennessee State. So you've got an opportunity there to get people to campus, yeah. I tend to think that the women are going to have a more excited um, season ticket base, but the men will have the students. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. Like I, th- I think that the I, I think that the donors and the season ticket holders are going to be more excited for the for the women than they are the men. Right. Because you know the women have a little more ready-made off of uh, not offense roster. Mm-hmm. I guess offense too would come into play. And you know Sam Purcell has really gotten out there. I'm not saying Chris Jans Hatton, but Sam Purcell is this guy that can really sell. Uh, I could see him being the you know the Carney the the <laughs> PT Barnum like selling the tickets. You know, um, I, I could I could definitely see the women having more people with their game than the men. I mean, I don't. Am I going to put my house on it? But I, it wouldn't shock me. And, and two, I mean, this men's fan base is still so fractured. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's going to take a little more time for Chris Jans than people want, but it's not his fault. It's not his fault, no. Uh, <clears throat> Caleb Smith asks, if State beats LSU in week three, how much does that change your perception for the season after that? Well, I mean, we both, I think, agree that that, that State right now is, is going to be an underdog in that game, but that State is more than capable of winning that game. So, I mean, my perception doesn't change a whole lot if they win that game. I, I disagree. I think you and I will think differently if it does. Like, I think it's one thing to say that, you know, the game would be like State could win that game. It's another thing, like, when it actually happens. It's kind of like, you know, I, I said that whole offseason. Remember I had, like, an argument with Ben Portnoy in our group in 2020. Mm-hmm. I think State can beat LSU. Right. But it wasn't until that game happened that I really started to think, like, oh, wow, this – you know, Mike Leach might have something here. I think if they actually go to Death Valley and win a night game in a raucous environment, I think you and I will both feel a little differently. It's, well, like it's I, something to be I just, said about I think they can win that this. game, though. I, right now, I think they can win that game. I don't think they will win that game, but I think they can win that game. So, I mean, well, that's what I'm like saying. That. That's so, what I'm saying. When you actually see it happen and you see three and zero, well, and you see State inside the top 25. Think about I think what that's going to change though. some things. Think about what I said. I said, I don't think it'll change it a lot. It will change it, obviously, because I'll be thinking, okay, three. if they're 3-0 and at this point, they're, they're definitely going to get to eight, is what I would say. And, and then now they have a real shot at nine and beyond if they can take care of their, their business. Whereas if they lose, I'm going to be like, all right, it's still going to be a struggle. They got to, you know, they got to win games to get to eight. You know, they can only lose so many. So it's, it's just not going to be a huge change in my perception of this team. I think it will. You... You are a little bit of a prisoner of a moment sometimes. You know, you, you come on the you come on the podcast sometimes and said the Mike Leach hire was kind of a you know was a disappointment. What Will Rogers is not going to work in this offense. I can pull those shows up. Would you like Ooh. me to do that? Would you like me to do that? I would. I, I would can pull those up. I'm sure. I'm sure you. You would. you ranted on how Will Rogers was not the guy for this offense. You ranted on how Mike, John Cohen. I said didn't, that I didn't, didn't do his see homework. it with Will Rogers. Now exactly. he should it. I so, wasn't seeing like I said, it at the time. A guy that, that professes that he's one of those, like his opinion changes whenever new information comes, is telling me that right now, if, if State beat LSU, that your opinion will not change. It won't change I, much, is what I'm saying. Much. Because yeah, I'm not going from... Down, folks. I think they're going to be six and six and really struggle to, oh man, they could win nine games. I think they're going to go eight and four. Now I'm saying, okay, they might go nine and three. Brian, who despises LSU, will, will be on this show if Mississippi State beats LSU in Baton Rouge. He will be on this show claiming that Mississippi State could contend for the SEC West. No, I won't do that. Yes, no, you will. I, no, I won't do that. All right, everybody record this. That won't happen. I want you all to remember this they moment. They can't beat Alabama and Georgia. I'm not worried about it. I want you all to remember this All right, moment. all right. Let's move move forward. Uh, yeah, now you're trying to sweep it under the rug and try to get this out of the way. <laughs> I promise I'm not. Uh, Colton Watson. Hold on a second. This is a long... Colton, this is a long question, man. Why you ask a question with 100 words in it? <laughs> I'm not even going to ask it's too three... many, it's too many words. That's a is whole it... show. Is it three? Is it three paragraphs, or is that three different questions? It's it's three different questions, but it's one. It's a full paragraph. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not. I'm not. It's too much. It's no. It's no. I have a very. Right. I have a very low attention span. Yeah. This question gets asked every year, but does the defense suffer in training camp from having to defend an offense unlike any scheme they'll face all year? Well, when they get into game prep, 
they, they start defending the Memphis offense. <clears throat> well, um, so I, you know, this he's right. It does get asked a lot, and pe- that was one of the things that people said was a detriment to Mike Leach's defense. Mm-hmm. But you know, Arnett has run his thing. I mean, he's he's running his defense like he will against anybody else. Yeah. So I mean, there's something to be said about having to defend like a read option and stuff like that. But that you know, they'll prepare for that for game week. I don't think the defense is really going to be bothered by by playing this air raid. Right. Because they, they will go up remember against the other, scout the other, team offense. The other side of the coin is true as well. Mississippi State practices against a defense they that it will not see all year. It's not going to see a defense. Nobody's going to play defense against Mississippi State like Arnett does. Mm-mm. So, uh, let's see here. Also from Colton, give me an early prediction of for who's not getting any coffee after week one of college football. Okay. So, what do we do? We do a Mississippi State one, an SEC one, and a national one. I think from a Mississippi State perspective, I feel like we're. I feel like there's there there are players that we're sort of pushing out, like oh they're having a good camp, and they maybe game one they don't do very much. A guy like Caleb Ducky could be that guy. Um, a guy like DeCamrian Richardson might give up a touchdown. You're like oh whatever. So I mean it'll it'll be nitpicky. For SEC, I'm I'm I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be Florida. Florida will not get coffee. I think they're going to lose to Utah in week one. That's a very, very intriguing matchup. It really is. Utah's ranked seventh. I mean, that's, that's a good team. And then nationally, I could see it being maybe Oregon, like if Georgia just smashes them in week one, like 41 to 10. It's like the pack. Which I think it's possible. Yeah. So those, those are three early contenders for you. Uh, let's see here. Um, <clears throat> Some guy, you know, I tweeted out the picture from the Florida Mississippi State game, third and fifty-seven, mm-hmm. and some guy Steve Blake six just like inbox me, like, who the hell are you, dude? What did he say? Inbox? You just said inbox him. I'm not going to inbox people I don't know. What? I, I never heard back from the Ole Miss fan the other day that asked me if he could ask a question. Yeah, and I just said no, and he just <laughs> he took you to heart. He's like, oh, he just never said nothing back. He's like, all right, I guess all I right. can. Yeah. Uh, our good friend Jacob Shumi asks, what do we believe will be the pregame meal for MSU Memphis? Do they break out some pulled pork sandwiches or do they avoid barbecue altogether? Uh, that one, uh, 6.30 kickoff reeks of baked chicken, mashed potatoes, and green beans. Hey, sounds good to me. I might eat that. That's, I think that's what we're going to get. Uh, let's see here. Can't go RJ. wrong with barbecue, though. No, no, you're right. Uh, RJ Sweatman, even though Will will be a starter this year, Sawyer has made up a lot of ground. Ideas on Robertson beating out Rodgers next year, assuming Will stays another year. No. I don't see it. No. We're talking about a guy who will be the all-time, be on the verge of being the all-time leading passer in college football history. They're not going to bench him. No. Sawyer's going to have to be just light years better. Sawyer would have to be like you're going to have to look at him like Dak. Yeah, you're going to have to look at him just like you. We just can't keep this kid off the field. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know if that's. I mean, Will has such command over this offense. I mean, he's putting up some, you know, eye popping numbers, and we're just not seeing enough yet from Sawyer to make any kind of projection that that's going to be possible. I think the ability is there for him to be really good, but I just, it's going to have to be a major, major, major jump. I agree. Uh, Jeffrey Chancellor wants to know, rank these color-themed MSU players based on your value of work to the team. Donald Gray, Chris White, Will Redman, Richie Brown, Beniquez Brown. I mean, Chris White's got to be number one, right? He, he won the Connor. You know, he was here for one year, but he did make a huge impact. That no, he one was year. here for two years. He played no nine. That's right. He did play no nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got to be up there. Okay. So I got him. Rich, one. Richie's got to be up there because Richie was. Yeah. I would say. The last two or three years was was really good. good starter. Yeah. So I Donald would go, Gray's probably. He might be last. He is last for me. I'm going to go Chris White, Richie Brown, Will Redmond, Beniquez Brown, Donald Gray. Yes. Where's right. Gary Green? That's a good question. That's a good question. Gary Green should definitely be 
on this list. Like, you know, Will Redmond, that's a stretch. He took like one part of his yeah. last name out. That's a stretch. So we might need to replace Green. Gary Green. Redmond yeah. there. Is there anybody else we're missing? I mean, like old school, we could put Stan Black in there. Stan Black. Um, trying to think blue. Hmm. No blues, or is there? No, no, no. There's got to there's be a ton of grays. Yeah, I'm sure there's more than Donald Gray for sure. I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, where are we here? So yesterday I got a bunch of angry Kentucky fans in my mentions, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that, told, told you about that or not. Because I, I tweeted so what Sam Purcell said about all sports matter. And a buddy of mine who covers Louisville sort of sort of said something about it. And Kentucky fans just started like, Mississippi State, they're not good at any sports. And that's from I just didn't say anything. I just wanted, really wanted to go. Mississippi State has won a national championship more recently than Kentucky. Also last year in, in football, Mississippi State beat Kentucky. What I really, what really annoys me is if I, if myself or somebody that covers Mississippi State says something about somebody else, mm-hmm. and immediately they start saying, "Well, what's Mississippi State done?" Uh, I'm not talking about Mississippi State. I'm talking about this team. Yeah, yeah. And and, and nobody can ever, you know, argue with it. They just start bringing up Mississippi State, right? Right. Which, by the way, I, it's already begun on my top twenty-five. Like I, I'm just gonna have to mute my mentions or something like I, people from all over get upset about what one person votes in the top 25. I just, By the way, Robbie I is scheduled to I hope if you've missed it, he's scheduled to join us today on sports talk, Mississippi on Tuesday uh, to talk about his AP his vote. I'm sure you're going to be just triggered by oh, it. I probably won't say anything. I'll let Richard talk to you. I talked to you enough. Oh, what's that supposed to mean? I mean, that, let's let's get some fresh passive, here. passive, aggressive, yeah, we'll see. Comment for me. It's not passive, nor is it aggressive. It was aggressive. Uh, Reed Green says, side note before I ask my questions, going back to Col- Colton's question about vermilion last week, it's actually the official color of UL Lafayette. Great people. Interesting. Fantastic people. You love those people. Love them. Uh, I Fine asked, town. Yes. They have the, I, I think they still have the Popeye's buffet. Uh, it's asked, a place that you could probably, I could see my, raising a family there. He's honest with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I asked this question two weeks ago, but I didn't submit it in time. But when Mississippi State played South Carolina in 2001, that loss started a downward spiral that lasted until 2008. If State wins that game, do you think the program is salvaged somewhat or was it too far gone to save? They still wouldn't have been good that year because that, that was just a balloon waiting to pop. They, 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 if they had beaten South Carolina, they were still going to get smoked the next week by Florida. Yes. It, that was disappointing, though, because you had that build, you know, the September 11th yeah. thing, and yeah. you were on ESPN. You yeah. had so much expectations. That that might be one of the most disappointing state teams that I can remember. Yeah. You know, the expectations going into the season. Yeah, that was pretty bad. But I, I still think they were, they were starting to kind of go downward. I don't think that really had anything to do with it other than just a, it kind of was the beginning of the end. Right, right, right. I agree. Was there a specific game or moment or team you loved watching as a child besides MSU that made you love college football? I mean, no team, but I, I mean, my dad loved watching college football, so I just grew to love college football. Yeah, you know, you nope. you grow up grow up in the South, and you turn on uh, JP Sports at eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. You watch that game, and then you watch the two thirty CBS game, and then you watch the ESPN game at night. Well, I mean, it's just what I'm, you do. I'm older than you. I remember when there was only like four games on. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, a lot of times on Saturdays, especially for road games, we were listening to state games. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it was just, it was Jack Crystal. Well, as recently as a couple of games. I think 2000. Ooh. I'm trying to remember the last game that wouldn't have been televised. Like 2007, maybe there were games that weren't televised. Yeah. You know? the SEC I remember that Tennessee really game at home was not televised. 130 kick for no TV. Well, I really liked those games, though, because they were quicker. Like, if I was there. Yeah. They didn't have the, they didn't have the full oh, yeah, like, yeah. They, media if you're timeout. attending the game, it's fantastic. Yeah. Because you like just I, get through it in two and a half hours. I always enjoyed, like, the homecoming games, like, because State would just kill who they played. Yeah. And the game would be over like relatively quick because yeah. you'd have to worry about TV and all that stuff. Exactly. 
All right, uh, let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you're looking to cook out this weekend, throw some beef on the grill. I will be. Whatever you're looking to do, whatever kind of cook you're looking to do, you want to get something done pretty quickly, some steaks or some burgers, take no time at all. But if you want to spend all day out there by the smoker, putting a brisket on there, a tri-tip or couple of chuck roasts or something like that, man, you just can't go wrong. There's so many great options, and they're all right there at the meat counter waiting for you. So head over there, talk to your butchers, and find out what the best deals are and get some beef on the grill this weekend. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. If you don't want to cook, let Two Brothers do the cooking. You just can't go wrong. So many great things on the menu. So many different options. It's not just barbecue. It is smoked Southern soul food. And it's right there for you in the heart of the cotton district at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service is what every business promises. Advantage Business Systems is one that delivers. And they've been doing it for 47 years. That's a long time to stay in business. And you don't stay in business that long unless you're taking care of your customers. So when you need technology, when you need a copier or a printer, new laptops, new computers, you go to Advantage Business Systems. And if something goes wrong, you call Advantage Business Systems and they take care of the problem for you. No waiting around, no staying on hold. It's talking to somebody from the state of Mississippi. Business is done with the state of Mississippi the way it should be. Number 601-362-9192 or you visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Great question here from, (laughs) from Noah Mashburn. Who asks, why isn't anybody talking about last week's rumblings when Robbie was describing ramen noodles like he invented them and no one would know what he was talking about? I'll hang up and listen. You you did act like ramen noodles was like your own culinary invention. The no, Japanese no, have been did, doing it for 2,000 years. I did not. The, yeah. question, the question was, what was your, your favorite college, like, college meal, meal or whatever? Yeah. And I was trying to explain this 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 specific ramen noodle dish. It wasn't like the it wasn't the regular you know square things. Like it was it was like a Chinese dish or something. Like and it turned into the lo mein. Yeah, yeah. Do I mean? Do you go get those regularly, Brian? Have you had those? I get lo mein pretty regularly. You haven't gotten that specific thing, the chow mein thing. You didn't know it existed Chow main until last year. Low main are different things. Whatever it is, you haven't gotten. You didn't know that 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 specific bowl existed. I mean, I've had basically every kind of ramen there is to have. No, you haven't. I mean, they're, they're, you know, you get the variety when you go. When it's you not, buy ramen. It's, it's not the same. It's not made by the same people. This is a different one. Okay. okay. And I did not invent this. Yes, I know that. No, what? I thought I thought the question was funny, though. It is funny. All right, so I talked yesterday. I, I tweeted about Chris Jan saying that the Mississippi State's basketball schedule almost done outside of some contract signings. Uh, CO Dog asks, how do these contracts work? How is it decided who pays who? Is every game pay for pl- to play for non-con? wonder if it's always a net loss for the department. I mean, not not everything is pay for play because you'll, you'll have some that are home and away. You'll play some, some two-game... Uh, you know, a home and away series. Uh, how is it decided who pays who? Well, I mean, if you're a power five school and you're playing a group, paying a group of five school and you're not giving them a return game, you're paying them. Pretty simple. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get a whole lot more uh, difficult than that. Uh, Elmer Fudd. Should I, should I uh, talk like Elmer Fudd when I ask this question? Yes, you should. Okay. Everyone has an opinion. What changes would you make to the MSU football uniforms? Uh, <laughs> uh, gosh, there are a lot of opinions out there. I mean, I, I would just bring back the 1998 uniforms and Adidas them up if, as much as I had to. Uh, just, actually, I would, I would not want Adidas to, to yeah, do I'm just saying, anything. Like, I just put an Adidas logo on the 1999 uniforms. And call and it a day. We're done. Yes. That's, that's what it should be. Yes, call it a day. Simple as that. I mean, it's a it's a really easy concept. 
Uh, and it might not be as easy as we make it out to be. I know there's a lot of things that go into these jerseys or whatever, but it's what the fans want. Correct. If you if you put out a jersey today, mm-hmm. that or whatever you know, t-shirt, hat with the MSU, the interlocking MSU, mm-hmm. um, you know, a walking bully. If you put out that collection mm-hmm. at College Corner today, they would sell out mm-hmm. in an hour. Yeah, everything you have would be sold. Somebody made a good point on uh, on twenty four seven. They said Ole Miss fans were really loud about wanting powder blue. Yeah. And so Ole Miss came up with powder blue uniforms. And now, look, you can't go to a game at Vaught-Hemingway and not see thousands of people wearing powder blue polos. And they get a lot of positive publicity because everybody's like, that uniform looks really sharp, which it does. So yeah, you're right. Marketing marketing and branding, somebody, and this is another point from the message board, it's not about getting somebody in New York City or Detroit, or Seattle fired up about buying Mississippi State gear. It's about getting your fans fired up to buy your gear, because those are the ones who are buying it. So why would you not give them what they want? Yeah. Why would you continue to just like antagonize them at times, it seems? And Mississippi State's powder blue mm-hmm. is the interlocking MSU, the walking yeah. bully. Yeah. It, was just a, it was a time that a, a lot of people in this fan base really loved. So, I mean... And like I said, I don't know the the odds and ends of how you do these these contracts or you know all that stuff. But one thing we've got to to get out there to make sure everybody understands: Nike does not own the MSU that Mississippi State had in 1998. They do not own that. that that's that's some that's a that's a narrative that has been pushed out for years. Well, let's call it what it really is. It's not true. It's a lie. Yes. It's a lie that was spread by certain people in the athletic department at that time to just sell people on why we had to make this change to Russell and the banner M. And that's, I, I've just, I've got to know why they, wh- what is the reasoning? I would love to talk to somebody. If somebody's listening to this, you know, a lot of times when we say things, we'll get a message about it from somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If someone in the athletic department is listening to this and can explain to me why Mississippi State cannot, use that particular jersey more or that style or whatever and why you feel like you have to use the banner m or the whatever logo that you want to use i would love to have a conversation about that mm-hmm. and and be able to to tell people why that's the why that's a thing i agree uh, because you know I, the i see it every day on on this message board it's to the point where it's just kind of annoying at the, i understand the people's thoughts on this and i think they're just trying to make it so loud that eventually the university changes it but i agree you want to look good throw that 1998 jersey back on uh next question comes to us from the dude who asked would you rather offense or defense overperform expectations i feel like the answer is offense i think we think the defense is going to be pretty salty right but if the offense overperforms expectations i mean that's pretty close to unstoppable right yeah, if the D, de- I mean, the I feel like the expectations for defense are pretty high. I agree. Um, so I mean, if if they just meet expectations, you're going to be pretty good every mm-hmm. single week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So yeah, offense, the offense, the offense is going to need to score a lot of points. I think. Mm-hmm. Tag team match, you and I versus blank, would produce the best ratings. It's got to be somebody from Ole Miss. Neil McCready and Chase Parham? Yes. Hell in a cell. <laughs> Four uh, games. Wit <laughs> uh, McAnally. Robbie, is there an item or room that your wife is allowing you carte blanche on the house build? Is there, is there going to be a man cave in the new Falk uh, mansion? There is. Ooh. There's a man cave. I've, I specifically, my wife designed this house by herself, by the way, yeah. but I specifically asked to have, to be able to design my back porch. I wanted to have input on the living room area and I wanted my office and I have, I have actually two spaces 
the office and I have a music room that is a kind of a uh, like recording studio type thing. So I, you know, yeah. I'm I'm good. We have enough. I have enough space to be a man. Great. And she also has everything she wants. So I mean, we're taking That's care of. That's all you can ask. That's all you can ask. And Natty, we could throw all of Natty's uh, toys in a room that no one ever sees. That's the key. It's outstanding. Yeah. Uh, he asked Brian if you were a cut of beef, which cut would you be? Ribeye's a pretty fatty cut, right? Prime rib. That's me. <laughs> beef Wellington. Uh, and then we've been asked that question so many times. I'm moving on. Uh, Kyle Wilson, is this the best group of SEC football coaches we've ever had? Is it the most popular? I will say that, like, right now, is there anybody in the SEC who's just like, God, I can't wait to, other than Auburn, I guess? Is that the only one that's like, I can't wait to get rid of our coach? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, either the guys are new or they're successful. Right. Or both. As far as the greatest, I mean, I don't, I can't, you know, there was a time where, you know, Bear Bryant and Shug Jordan and, Charlie McClendon and I mean Johnny Vault were all coaching. I mean, it's a pretty successful group. It's though. a good I mean, group. You have though. you have what three national champions? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, let's see. Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher, Saban, Saban and Kirby Smart have all won a national title. Brian yeah. Kelly's been to a national championship. Brian Kelly has played for a national championship. Um, um trying to think, you know. And then just in terms of it's like, just solid top to bottom. Like Yeah. I mean the worst coaches in the conference are Brian Harson and Eli Drinkwitz. Eli Drinkwitz. Clark Lee. Yeah. Clark Lee, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, he Vandy might be a really, really good really coach. We just wouldn't know. So if you go to Vanderbilt, you're you're just gonna be average, probably. Mm-hmm. To bad. Average to bad. And James uh, Franklin did miracles there and he was, you yeah. know, just okay. Yeah. Uh, Zachary Cooey asked, realistically, do you think State will ever revert back to the logos everyone is clamoring for while Adidas, and do you trust them? We just sort of talked about that. Honestly, I no, I don't think State will ever go back to the interlocking. You don't think so? No. But not not full-time. No, I don't. I could see a, I could see a jersey. They'll like, do a throwback like, or something. But My thing is, like, some of these, we talked about it yesterday a little bit. Why can't we bring them out of the closet a little bit? I don't. I don't. I mean, they wear them once and they're done. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see that flying M again. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, he also asked, "Does Zachary, who does AEW need a return from the most?" Well, he'll be back t- tomorrow tonight. Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's pretty much. Is he like kind of the last one? That so? Who else is out? Danielson is back. Punk is back. Adam Cole has been back. Out. Adam Cole's, but he's. I thought he was back. He came back for just to set up this angle, but he uh, he and uh, Kyle O'Reilly are still out. And then MJF is the other one, obviously. MJF, yeah. But I, I, I you and I, th- this is. I feel like MJF is going to be back at all out. Yes, I feel like I, my thought process. I have two thoughts. You tell me which one you like better. Both involve CM Punk winning the match against John Moxley. Punk wins, and MJF comes out and attacks him, and that sort of sets up, you know, another another good in Chicago. Win. In Chicago, yeah. Or MJF comes out and helps Punk win, and it turns out that they uh, Punk turns heel. Punk turns heel. I w- I want Punk to be a heel. Well, then do you like option B better? Like, can you imagine a like a tag team or a faction with Punk, Punk and MJF and, and a couple other guys. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Lot, 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 lot to like there for sure. Uh, where are we here? Nine hundred one Stark Dog. Who are your top three managers of wrestlers? All right. For me, Bobby Heenan. One. Paul Heyman. Two. Uh, oh, the third one's tough. I don't know. know. Paul Heyman's two. I don't know. He's absolutely two. I mean. Who did he manage other than Lesnar and Reigns? Well, he was the he was the Dangerous Alliance. Ah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay, okay, you, you you sold me. 
and one of the greatest talkers of all time. Three, three is, is very tricky. Three, there's only two options for me for three. I'll be totally honest. Paul Ellering, no, Paul hmm. Ellering or JJ Dillon. Okay, see, I think I think there, I think three is is something that can be argued. Okay, because I think you have. I'm gonna say JJ the four horse. I think you have JJ Dillon. I think you have Paul Ellering. I think you have Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. I think you have classy Freddie Blassie. Got ri- you got you got slick. <laughs> slick. Does Elizabeth uh, count? Yes, she's a manager. Yeah. She's she's a valet. She's kind of a valet. I don't think she but was she, really a valet like the way like Precious was or Baby Doll. Well, I mean they they a lot of times they were they talked a lot. They were more yeah. present than that's the, true. That's she true. Was. But she was very she was a very a Missy Heist. <laughs> God, Elizabeth was a very key piece and one of the journey. biggest one of the biggest angles. Oh, you're right. Ever you're right. So, so Jimmy um, Hart, we, we're leaving him out. Yeah, Jimmy Hart's got to be in there. Yeah, let's get a lot of, the, lot of the options. 80s had in, in in both, you know, WCW or, you know, world class, all those, you know, uh, Paul Jones, not, not the 247 reporter, the, the actual yeah. manager. Number one, Paul Jones. Um, Gary Hart. Gary Hart was incredible. And then, an you know, from my bloodline, Skandar Akbar. Yes. Devastation Incorporated. The Sheik, the original Sheik. The original Sheik. The yeah. There's some there were some great managers. There was back one the called the Grand Wizard. We can't really talk about him, I guess, anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Not a great name uh, nowadays. Ah, uh, where are we? Uh Andy Lossick has found a copy, you know, a copy of Boy's Life from January 1941 that has declared Mississippi State the national champion. So there it is. Well, Boys look Life at that. I mean, that it is now stamped in time. Yeah. Uh, so it, it looks like it looks like we have uh, Mississippi State's national championship. So let's hang a banner. There you go. Also, he asked which Jim Croce character would be the best subject of a Netflix series: Bad Bad Leroy Brown, Big Jim Walker, Rapid Roy the Stock Car Boy, or Tuffy the Roller Derby Queen. It's got to be Bad Bad Leroy Brown, right? I mean, he was the baddest man in Chicago. The baddest man in the whole damn town. He was better than old Keen Kong. He's he's badder than King Kong, meaner than a junkyard dog, and the baddest man in Chicago. We one need of the biggest uh, cities in America. I mean, who who plays bad bad Leroy Brown? The Rock. Um, he could. Yeah. Trying to think, trying to think who 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 we could go with. Didn't somebody in wrestling used to come come you're out to? You think a bad news Brown? I think. No, it was like in um it was like in it was like a guy in wrestling that used to come out to that like back in the eighties. I, I think remember. it's bad it's news those, brown. It's one of those territories. Or maybe Brickhouse Brown. I can't remember. Iceman King Parsons, I don't know. Uh, where are we here? The Maroon Mike podcast. Do you recognize that state's new throwbacks, which incorporate motifs from numerous eras of the past, instead of a perfect replica of an old uniform? Should be forever known as Fobacks. Okay, I mean, I'm, I'm, we can call them that. Sure. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think State is ever going to be to do a just straight up throwback right. to the actual uniform. The Flying M was pretty close, right? Yeah, it's mostly going to be inspired uniforms, but I mm-hmm. still think it's a throwback. I mean, the MS, and he's he's correct. The MS on the helmet, I don't even think was ever even worn by Frank Dowsing and Robert Bell. Right. They did on these uniforms. And the and the Miss State was never worn in a game, if I'm not mistaken, by them either. I think it was a practice uniform. So it's it's basically, you know, they've pulled together certain eras of Mississippi State history. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's just kind of it's a, a tribute. Yeah. I would still it's call just it a throw. A tribute. You gotta believe me. I wish you were there. Um, it's a matter of opinion. <laughs> but I, you know, it's still it's still parts of Mississippi State history. That Miss State is still a throwback right. to Mississippi State. Yeah. The MS that helmet is an exact replica to what they had in 1973, maybe. So I mean, it's still a throwback to me. It's just not yeah. Frank Dowsing and Robert Bell's exact uniform. Yeah. 
Ah, uh, where are we here? Another one from Strangely Andy Strangely enough, both of them wore the Flying M helmet. Yeah. Andy Losk again. As an old D2 player, I've always loved its playoff structure for rewarding strength of schedule. Even at 24 teams, it's hard for two lost teams to get in. Regular season still incredibly important. Why doesn't anybody ever speak of using the D2, D3 models? Because in D2 and D3, every conference is sort of treated the same. There is no Power 5 D2 conferences. Yeah. So if you win your conference, you get in, basically. Yeah, and you, you've got to have you got to have your boundaries on that because right. you have to reward teams. It's different. On, yeah. The, the level of talent at the best D2 school in the country and the level of talent at the worst team in the, is not as pronounced a gap as there is even within the conference of between Alabama and Vanderbilt. Yeah. I will say, I, I agree with uh, Mike Leach on this. Mm-hmm. Every single sport basically has a, you know, big playoff, um, you know, 16 teams or whatever it is, um, except for college football. It's got four teams. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to how you, how you do this whole thing. Right. Because I mean, you can't, you can't punish certain teams that deserve to be there and you can't, you can't push a lot of these teams to go 12 and 0 in a crappy conference right. in there either. So, I don't know, but I would love to see it expanded out to more teams. I, th- I just think that'd be fun. And I would love to see them, like they do in D2 and some of these other places, play on the uh, opponent's field because that's what we do in every sport, just about, except for the NCAA tournament in basketball. We go to the other team's court or uh, field, uh, the team that's ranked higher, and you, you get a home game in the playoffs until a certain stage. I think that would be fun. Yeah, I agree. Or we could just use the bowl games as that. I, I don't know. Yeah. Wade Jones, who put you in on this uh, question here, Robbie. Thank you. Would you rather have me. to amputate three fingers and keep your thumb with one finger or just amputate just your thumb and keep four fingers? Remember, thumbs are very vital. We go now to Thunder and Lightning correspondent <laughs> Bob Carscadden. <laughs> I was about to say, we, let's ask him this. Is life much more difficult? I'm going to tag him on, uh, on Twitter. Is life much more difficult with an index finger where your thumb should be? All right, we'll see what he says. Uh, I'm going to say I'd rather just lose the thumb and keep four fingers. It's a very difficult call because... I don't want to be doing this number right here. Bob has been able to, to, from what I can tell, seamlessly go through life without any huge issues. Yeah. Um, Well, not not because of his hand, anyway. Uh, but thumbs are, are very important. I agree. I agree. I just, uh, ask, just ask lobsters. Or... Yeah. Rock lobster. <laughs> uh, Rob Hadaway, rank these MSU backup quarterbacks in terms of perceived saviorness. Oh, boy. 96, Matt Wyatt. 01, Kevin Fant. 07, Josh Riddell. 09, Tyler Russell. 12, Dak Prescott. 22, Sawyer Robertson. Okay. Fant's got to be number one. Fant is easily number one. I, mean, I remember the, when State signed Kevin Fant. I was like, they finally him. have got a guy who can pass. The hype around that guy was yeah. insane. Incredible. I'm going to go Russell 09-2. I agree with that. I think there was that was another one where you're like, you finally got a guy who was a real passer. Everybody yeah. loved Ralph, but they were like, man, this guy, he can throw the ball. In 2012, people were not ready for Dak to get in no. there. No. Well, because they still had Tyler Russell. In 2013, people were not ready for Dak until Tyler Russell he was got that's his, his first year as a starter, is 12. Yeah. Everybody was everybody excited was for Tyler everybody, Russell. you know, everybody was fine with Dak being the fun mascot when he came in there. Yeah. Ran for five, but nobody wanted him to go in the game and throw right. a pass. I'm gonna go Matt Wyatt. He might be last. Well, I, we'll see. I'm gonna go Matt Wyatt third. There was a lot of people were just it, there was Derek Tate fatigue. Let's put it that way. And then when when Wyatt got in there, people were trying were clamoring for Wayne Mackin or somebody. I mean, right. exactly. that time was so that time was so spastic. You know, people ninety five through two thousand and one every year was like I'd rather see the backup. Yeah. So, uh, so that's three. I'll I'll put Dak fourth here. I'll put I'll put him fourth. I think Sawyer's ahead of Dak. 
Okay, well then we'll so okay we'll do that then we'll put Sawyer ahead of Dak, but we still haven't seen Sawyer Robertson throw a pass yet. But you, I mean, you've seen it. We've had how many times have we had a conversation about yeah, like yeah. people wanting Sawyer to get in the game, and you know, um, another one was, uh, you know, when Nick Fitzgerald was kind of struggling. Everybody wanted, you know, Keaton or yeah, Damian Williams. I'm going to put Riddell last. Because yeah, I don't, I don't remember it being that loud for him, especially because West Carroll came in and immediately started playing well. So, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. So we're gonna go, Fant, Russell, Wyatt, Robertson, Prescott, Riddell. Was the Riddell talk about getting Mike Kennig out yes. at LSU? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because nobody really was like talking about West Carroll that much until right. like South so, Carolina so was the only way. Yeah. Uh, Alexandra Watson says, I work at a popular sporting goods store not named after a body part. (laughs) (laughs) And I noticed we sell individual bags of Tostitos tortilla chips. Besides myself, is anyone going to buy these? We don't sell dip of any kind, just chips. Yeah, who would just eat plain tortilla chips? I I got to have something to dip them in. It's got, unless I have like the munchies like at night or something. But think about that, right? They got to sell other kinds of chips. So, I mean, would you always that is a buy very... Doritos or Cheetos or something, or potato chips? Well, is it like, um, you know, is it a brand thing like that? You know, Tostitas have a connection with. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure she that... works. Well, yeah, but I mean, Academy Frito, Sports. But that's just Frito Lay. They should have every chip there, right? Yeah, that is kind of a random. That's random choice. Yeah, yeah. I would not eat to- Tostitos without a dip. No. Uh, Jason says, what happened to the hype videos the Friday before every game and also wants to know what our favorite one of all time is? Well, much like a a lot of things, you know, they just don't, they don't happen anymore. Well, some of them do. They don't do the traditional, I mean, people miss that people had, it's kind of like the M over S, I mean, the Mm -hmm. MSU interlocking. People have a fond memory of that 2014 season when they did the you know the highlight video after games hell state highlight they did yeah. relentless stuff the the new guys are doing some really good stuff and they're doing more of it um the video crew back then they did like two or three videos a week this crew's doing something just about every day it's it's just not the exact same thing that it was, but I think it's the stuff they're doing is really good. Uh, but you know, I don't know that they did that hell state highlight thing or the extended cut or whatever. They've been doing that after, after wins. So, I mean, that's, they've, they've still been putting out some good content, but I don't know that they, they're liable to do it this year. I don't know. We'll see. My favorite, I don't one know what my time. favorite one is like the actual hype video. My favorite one is the uh, the one the, like it's like the first one though after they beat LSU in fourteen, I love that one. That's yeah, that's one. a good one. All, the Auburn one is really good. Yeah, uh, he also asked, "What surprises do we get at all out?" I think you're going to get MJF back at all out. Yes, and there'll be there'll be somebody else sign. Yeah, that, there'll be yeah, that, that somebody somebody will will debut, but I think MJF comes back as the big thing. Somebody will make a heel turn. Yeah. The usual. Yeah. Sure three. Okay. Getting my tailgating set up ready for the season. Just got a Weber Summit Komodo. Komodo cooker is awesome. What's your suggestion for the best charcoal and ribs? See, on my grill, I just use Weber or uh, rubs. Kingsford. Uh, rubs. I'm sorry. Yes. I use Kingsford briquettes. I, I don't really go fancy with the charcoal very often. But with a, a cooker like that, you might want to go and get like some some Fogo or some B&B uh, briquette, something like that. As far as rubs go, I mean, it depends on what you're cooking, obviously. I think the uh, Meat Church rubs are all good. The Killer Hogs rubs are good. Heath Riles rubs are really good. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that I use. The Kinder rubs are good. So just just experiment, man. Find out what you like the best. And, and it obviously depends on what you're cooking. You know, I wouldn't use like Meat Church's Holy Voodoo. I wouldn't put that on on beef. It's good. Yeah, you... You definitely have to watch what what rubs you use on certain yeah meats. But I just about everything that I cook, 
I put this rub. It's called Papa Tees. It's made in Webster County. Uh-huh. And it is it is absolutely delicious. It's a barbecue rub. Uh, most of the things that I eat has that has a little barbecue taste to it. And I even put it on my steaks, and it's really, really good. My uh, the chicken, every chicken that I do, I put that on there. Yeah, and it's just delicious. Sounds good. Uh, Sheldon Nations asks: Is Memphis not a swing game? Isn't there a huge difference in MSU starting one and zero and zero and one? It's not really a swing game, though. I think anytime you're playing a respectable Week One opponent, that's a game of concern. But I wouldn't say swing game if that makes sense. And it's also kind of like you know. I mean, if you lose, it, I guess it could be. But it's one of those things like we expect Mississippi State to win that game. Yeah. So, like, I'm I'm just not considering that like a moment of – That's a good point, yeah. Truth. Swing game you know, is a game that we think – Could go, go either, either way. way. Yeah, yeah, I don't I, think that. Yeah. So, that's a good point. Hunter Bolware asks, with the narration of the new uniforms being done by DeMonte Russell, do you think we could see some from other players such as Joe Crocker when he gets here? I mean, I guess. I don't. I don't know – I don't know. I'm feeling all right. <laughs> I hope they do, man. I, yeah, that kid, like, that kid, he's got a good voice on him. That, yeah. There's something about the English, British accent, man. Yeah. Also, uh, Hunter wants us to rank our favorite three tailgate foods for all day before a night game. Wings. Wings is up there. Sausage. Smoked sausage on the grill. Love it. Sausage. And then if we got all day, if we got a good seven, eight, nine hours, let's throw a pork butt on there and brisket. I don't know if um, we get enough time for brisket. I don't know well, if you, you have could if you gotta you get could that morning. It's all day. It's all day. It started like five in the morning, yeah. But uh brisket, ribs, pork butt, ribs, pork butt. Yeah. Um, I like doing I, I like like when you get into like the fall a little bit and you start doing stuff like jambalaya and gumbo. Yeah, we've done pasta at tailgates before, and it's real good. Yeah. It's a nice side. It's not really a side item, but it is. Well, I mean, a you side can make it the main side. focus. Yeah, but it can be. You know, you can do that along with some some. Yeah. You, you got your sausage. Um, it's, if it's an all day event, mm-hmm. I'm doing this. I'm smoking something. Yeah, for sure. We're gonna smoke something, a bu- yeah. Boston Bud or something like that. Yeah. Alex Barham says, why is everyone just talking about Robertson and now Parson as Roger's successor? And no mention one mentions Locke. The guy was just lower rated than Parson and set Texas high school passing records in 6A. Well, he, boy, he had a rough scrimmage the other day. Um, he's got a long way to go. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he's just a freshman. He's just caught in this situation where Robertson is going to be ahead of him. And then Parson's going to come in and offer a different skill set than he does. And if Leach is ready to go to that, he's just going to be the odd man out. You know what? You know, something that makes me really appreciate Will Rogers mm-hmm. as much as anything is seeing Braden Locke and Sawyer Roberts in the last couple of years as mm-hmm. freshmen. Yeah. Will Rogers being able to step in and be a starting quarterback in the SEC, go to Georgia and, and kind of command the team and, and a chance to win that ball game mm-hmm. and do the things that he did. I just don't think it gets the appreciation that it deserves. And now we're seeing Sawyer Robertson. He's you know up and down as a redshirt freshman. Will Rogers in year two was was much further ahead. Yeah, I agree. And that's and that's not a knock on Sawyer Robertson. That's just that's how good Will Rogers has been. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Also from Alex. Do you like any unusual toppings to a hamburger? Egg, peanut butter, etc. Mine would be Rotel cheese dip. A Rotel burger sounds fantastic. I have I've done that before. That sounds great. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, I'm I'm just a usual hamburger guy. Yeah, I'm not I'm not going to put a whole like lot on there. Meat, cheese, bacon, and then I like barbecue sauce on a burger. It's kind of weird to me. Like bacon feels like too much to me when I'm eating a hamburger. Like I feel like I'm about to have a heart attack. And I love bacon. I'm just saying, like, when I'm biting into bacon and a hamburger at the same time, yeah, it's just a little too much. I do like to do, a, like, a buffalo burger. And I don't mean, like, the animal. I mean, like, a buffalo burger sauce. soaked in buffalo sauce and then covered in blue cheese. I love that. Yeah, I'm, 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 I don't get too crazy on my hamburgers. I don't yeah. even, like, I don't even do a whole lot of cheese most of the time. All right, it's pick two, leave one time from our friend Gil Mancling, who wants to know earthquake, tornado, or hurricane. I'm leaving earthquake. 
I've never been through one, and I don't want to go through one. <sighs> the other two, at least, I know what to do. Yeah, um, and tornadoes are kind of, you know, they're, a, a lot of quick. times they're kind of specific to certain areas. It's over quick, too. But Earthquake. like hurricane, hurricane, you're not escaping that. All the right. the water and the wind, if it's hitting you, yeah, it's hitting you. You yeah. know, in a long, in a wide range. Right. I agree. Earthquake, earthquake is probably something I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Oat milk, soy milk, almond milk. It's the first ever. Leave three, pick none. Oh God. I mean, I have yeah. no idea. I don't drink milk at all. I don't drink cow milk. I would say probably oat milk. Mm-hmm. I think. Do oats that have sounds? Nipples? That sounds milk? very. I have nipples. Can you milk me? So I'm asking. Yeah. Um, and you know I like oatmeal. Is that similar? I don't. I don't know. Uh, let's go. Let's Did you that in the CIA? <laughs> Did you that in the FBI? Brisket, ribs, and wings. That's a tough one. Ooh. My answer, I, I'm not taking wings out. I love wings. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that, too. Wings but and it, The order would ribs. be wings. I'm going to let brisket go. That's what I'm saying. The order would be wings, ribs, brisket. Yeah. Beverly Hills Cop. Beef or, beef or pork ribs? Pork. I, I prefer baby bags. Me, too. Bad choice. Beverly Hills Cop, Rush Hour, or Bad Boys? Ooh. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Beverly Hills Cop. It's a, you're a little young for Beverly Hills Cop. I would go Bad Boys. I'll take it out. I'm, just, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a little too young for that. Beverly Hills Cop, like the first one came out in like 1985. So? Just saying. I can't, I can't watch older I'm movies. I'm just saying, though, like, you don't... Eddie Murphy is not the same to you as he was to me. He's just the same. I, I mean, I... There was a I time love in my life where Eddie Murphy was do. the biggest star in the world. Okay. I... You do know that some of my favorite things in life I'm just, I'm happened just in the 70s and the 80s, right? I'm just saying is all. I'm not saying anything. You don't get to do that, okay? I'm you just don't saying. get to sit here and say that you're better than me just because you were born. I didn't born say I was better me. than you. You're so you angry. You don't get to do this. You're angry. Because you came in here and said that I cannot appreciate Beverly Hills You have a lot Hills of repressed pop. rage. You told me what I should or shouldn't be able to enjoy based on the fact I that I wasn't alive during things. that time. I said, I understand why you took Beverly Hills Cop out. You said you didn't understand? I said, I did understand. I understood why. To proceed. <laughs> Penguins, owls, or flamingos? I mean, I'm, I'm never not doing owls. No, owls are useful. They, uh, they, they eat bugs and rats and stuff. Penguins, I'm never going to see a penguin in my life outside of a zoo. Penguins can go. I ain't never going to Antarctica. That's fine with me. All right. And then the last one here. This is a tough one. Tom Petty, Bob Seger, Bruce Springsteen. My answer will surprise you. Springsteen's out. Springsteen's out. Uh Oh, this is really tough on Petty and Seger because I love both of them. Oh, you get to keep both of them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you only have to lose. You one. leave out one, right? I, I, I always struggle with the with this. Yeah. Well, so you're taking Springsteen then. out? Yes, easily. Yeah. yeah, I hate Springsteen. I don't hate Springsteen, but I like the other two better. All right, got time for a couple of more. Here. You said you said that your answer would surprise. I me. thought you'd be surprised that I would take Springsteen out, but no, no. I'm that age, like like everybody's like, oh, Springsteen's so great. I'm like. He's a, I like Springsteen. I'd go to see his concert, but Tom Petty or, or Bob Seger, better. Better. Uh, Jonathan asked, do you think the slow start State has had are more about this offense being built to wear defenders down or the fact that we've had to build talent in the skill position? I think State's slow starts the past couple of years have been more that State makes a lot of mistakes in the first quarter for some reason, and they yeah. can't get it going. They make drives yeah. and they don't score. They turn it over. They miss field goals. Things like that. I agree. Okay. Very good. And uh, I got one more here. That's from Brad. This is like the 50th version of this question we've been asked. But long story short, you're at a game at Davis Wade. You have the luxury of any restaurant in Starkville to cater to your seat during the game. You get to order one Starkville food menu item at the start of each quarter. What is your four-course meal 
consistent. All right. For quarter number one on an appetizer. I want to get a uh I want to get some Philly cheesesteak egg rolls from Bulldog Burger. Yes. All right. We're, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to avoid our sponsors here. I talk about them all the time if I can. Uh, we can't be just limited to our sponsors. Right. Number two, I want I want a sandwich now. I want an Obie's fried shrimp po' boy. Mm. Quarter two. All right. Number three. Now we're at a game, right? I'm not going to, I can't ask for a steak with silverware and all that. All right. This got to be finger food. So number three, I want an extra large order of rib tips from Spotlight Cafe. Thank you, Jesus. And then number four for dessert in the fourth quarter, I want the snappy turtle, a large snappy turtle from Bop's Frozen Custard. Hey, I'm down with all of that. There it is. That's, that's, that. Man, if I could have that at a game, I would be living life to the, to the fullest. So. You might have some clogged arteries after that, too. After that. During and before, probably, as well. (laughs) All right, guys. Good show today. Thanks for the questions. We appreciate it. Uh, Opponent preview tomorrow. We're talking LSU. We'll get somebody on to talk with us about the uh, the Fighting Tigers. Uh, Probably have some more spring practice to report on. Maybe a little recruiting. Maybe a little uh, this, that, and the other. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. And we'll get the, we'll catch up the countdown. We got two games tomorrow. Uh, to do. You guys have a great uh, Wednesday, Robbie. And I'll be back with you on Thursday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Adad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.